24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devil German show this week. As ever, we have Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, mate. Busy, it's always busy, isn't it? So, uh, but not too bad. I'm, uh, I'm doing okay, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, good, good. Uh, sold my exercise bike today um, on Facebook, and the guy came, picked it up. He was a soul fan, recognised me uh, from the podcast. So. Uh, very surprised, really. He went, you're from, you, you watch Salford, don't you? And I went, yes. And he went, you've got podcast, don't you? I went, yeah. And he went, great. And then he said, where's the bike? I went, it's over there. Quick look at it, took it with him. Happy. So I, I, oh, I got recognised and he got, he got a, a bike as well. So everyone won. Everyone's a winner, mate. How come you got rid of the exercise bike then? Are you giving up on fitness? Yeah, or? yeah. It never got used, Paul. It's just putting up space in the house. So it, uh, it got it got sold today. Which, which, which How much did you get for it? Uh, for it quid. Oh, not bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah, not bad. Thirty quid for the bag should have been like I think brand new. They're about hundred nine quid, but needed needed to be a bit quick, so it got uh, it got it got gone. Which is uh, one of them things. Oh, so, uh, not much going on this week, Paul. No game to to review, but we've got all the big news coming out of Soul Red Devils this week. Uh, we've got your amateur report, and then we're going to preview the game against Hull. Yes, yeah, sounds good to me, mate. Good, good. Okay. So what we'll do then, we'll start with all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So, news Paul, um, Hull FC tickets are still available, uh, £24 for adults, £21 for students and over 65s uh, and £10 for juniors. Uh, hoping that we get a, a decent crowd up in Hull, I know it's a Friday night, uh, I know the M62 can be difficult on a Friday night. But hopefully we'll get a few reds up there to support the boys. Yeah, certainly, certainly. It's, it's a bit of a trek in it all on a Friday night. I prefer going up there on, on Sundays, if I'm honest with you. But um, well, it's always an exciting uh, exciting trip up there, isn't it? And, you know, people, some people might think, what's he on about here? But I always think it is a you know, trip up the 62. It's, it's better if you win, though, isn't it? You know, coming back. And we've had a good win up there this season already against all KR, haven't we? And uh, no, it'd be great to, to knock the other whole club off as well, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we'll take a decent following up there on, on Friday night. Yeah, there is coached uh, tickets available, £16. Uh, pick up at Shanders, Royal Sovereign, Eccles Town Hall, Dog and Partridge, Salford Devils, number one supporters pub, and the AJ Bell Stadium. Check the uh, official website uh, for the pick-up times. Um, hopefully, like you say, we'll get a decent crowd uh, against uh, against Hull, because obviously it's a big game in it. We need to need to get back to winning wage. Hull kind of uh, blow out and cold, uh, so you never know. They might get a cold moment on Friday, and we'll go in red up. 
Yeah, well, they certainly do, don't they? I mean, a few weeks ago, they beat Warrington away, didn't they? And they, they lost at the Magic Weekend by 50 points to, 55 points to two, wasn't it? And then last week, they beat Catalan by 50 points. So, uh, and a few weeks ago, they lost at home to Catalan. So they, they really are hot and cold, as we'll speak about in the, in the preview afterwards. But like I said, with them winning last week with 50 points, maybe this week they're due for, uh, for an off performance. So we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, we can... Uh, if we turn up with our A game, I think we'll, uh, we've got a good chance of winning anyway. Yeah, so obviously get your tickets from the club. They get, is it 25% of every ticket sold? Uh, always a good revenue spinner for the club because obviously, you know, the more money that goes in the club, the better it can be. Yeah, certainly. We say that every week, don't we, about buying your tickets from Salford if you can and using the our coaches and things like that. But yeah, it's a good revenue stream, that away away tickets. And we've said it before, we, we take good followings away from home, don't we? And a good percentage of our support go away from home. So it's all good money and yeah, don't rather than buy tickets on the door or pay on the gate, just get them in, in advance if you can. But all those sort of extra pounds do the club good. Yep. Uh, next bit of news. I come across this on, on Twitter, Paul. Uh, the Co-op Academy are running extracurricular rugby league activities with the help from the Salt Red Devils Foundation uh, from Jay Boyd. I think it's great, obviously, going into you know the, the local schools and trying to promote you know the game and hopefully finding a gem. Uh, we can uh, nurture through our system um, and, you know, hopefully it might be a first team in the next five years. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Anything you can do like that, getting young people involved, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a step on the, the on the ladder, isn't it? And, you know, getting getting kids and young people involved in rugby league and, you know, you, you could, I mean, it's, it's hard working at unearthing gems, but if you can get people playing the game and get them involved in it, You've got that, got that chance, and haven't you? Got that pathway to, to the big time. So, so anything like that is, is great, and it gets the interest there of the youngsters in the local area as well. And we've said it thousands of times, haven't we, about all the competition we face from other sports and things, and you know, getting them involved in rugby league, getting them while they're young is key for me. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll uh, we'll continue to to build the relationship with with the you know the local schools and you know colleges, and you know we never know it could grow and grow, and then we can able to you know get these players. Uh, and also, you know, the people who don't make it, the, you know, they can be the fans for the next uh, next generation. Yeah, certainly that's what it's all about. You know, we need youngsters to, to come and watch Salford, don't they? They are the, 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 the youngsters, are the supporters of the future, aren't they? And um, as I said, it, with the, the climate we live in now and the area that we're in, it's vital that we fight for as many supporters as we can get. And I know we get criticised for it sometimes, but we're slowly building in the, in the right direction, aren't we? And you see a lot of youngsters go watching soft, a lot of kids going with the, with the parents and that, and that's great to see. You know, I've noticed it this season in the, in the West Ham, there's a lot of new faces I've seen in there, a lot of youngsters coming with, with the mums and dads and that. You get the family tickets and things like that now as well, don't you? So, uh, so yeah, the more, the, more, the more people we get in there, the better. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, this is from the Sulphur Devils Foundation. Uh, Sulphur Devils High Fly Experience on the 21st July. There's kind of a raffle uh, for a short helicopter ride for three people. Basically, it starts in the city airport uh, near the AJ Bell Stadium. You do a circle of the stadium and fly over Barton Bridge. Um, sounds like an amazing experience. Have you been in a helicopter? No. No, would you want it? <laughs> Would you, do you like no. heights? Is heights your no, I don't, I don't fancy I don't like aeroplanes and that. I mean, well, I'm not too bad now, to be honest with you. I mean, years ago as a kid, I, I was frightened to death of, of flying, and my mum's, mum's still like that now. I think I get it off my mum, but as I got a bit older, I sort of got used to it. And, um, you know, I've been to France quite a lot with my dad watching Salford, and when I've just been with my dad, you sort of have to 
get used to it then because you can't sort of sit there and be frightened when you're with your dad can't you so I've had to sort of brave it so I'm not too bad now but um, I'm pretty sure my me, me sister's been in a helicopter I'm sure she's been in one and um, oh me, me missus has been in one as well and you know she's just signalled to me now saying I've been in one so alright yeah <laughs> well I never have and it's not something I'd like to do I don't know they just look a bit dangerous to me I think with me, with my height as well, I'd be a bit worried about getting in one because when that propeller's going wrong, you don't want to go near your head, do you? So, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll pass on that one. I'll raffle yeah. it off if I win it. You know, I, I, I'm quite, I used to be quite good with height. Um, yeah. I've, older, I've got the worst I've got, to be fair. I've oh. done bungee jumps before. Uh, off, Have you? Yeah, 300 feet. Um, wow. Front and back, which was good. Well, front, front was better than back, you know, backwards because front was, you can see the whole sort of horizon and you know, the adrenaline rush was unreal. Um, backwards was a bit... wasn't as good, because all you can see is your feet in the sky. Where did you do that, then? Uh, Pendleton College, it was. Wow. A few years ago. It was about... Yeah. I think now. That's something I wouldn't have you down to do, to do that, really. But, you know, with me being tall, I mean, you wouldn't think I'd be scared of heights, but one thing that's always frightened me is, like, motorway bridges. I can't walk across them and look down. I have to sort of run across. There used to be one near my house. I used to come home from school that way and um, over the M62. And I can't sort of look down when I'm going across it. I have to look straight ahead and run because yeah. I'm frightened to death of <laughs> stuff going underneath it. Um, but well, you wouldn't think I'd, I'd be frightened of heights, you know, being quite a tall guy. But no, heights are something that I'm not keen on. I, w- I would like to go on a helicopter ride. I, w- I would. I'd, if I won it, I'd, I'd go. I'd use it, definitely. No, I'd, I'd be frightened to death, me, mate. I'll do it, don't you worry. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll win this prize. Um, yeah, so you can get, uh, I'd say three people get to go to the Veterans Garage Bar um, at the city airport uh, and have brunch uh, and some drinks. And then you get um, got to go to the to the game against Catalan Dragons at the AJ Bell Stadium. You get a VIP ticket to the 1873 club. Where you'll get a match program, um, and that which will obviously include chatting with players and stuff. So I think it's really exciting. Obviously, a very good prize uh, and well worth the uh, the um, you know the admission fee. He it does. It sounds an excellent prize, really, doesn't it? I mean, I, when you first said it, then I thought, oh, you'd be going in the helicopter from City Airport, and then they'd be sort of you'd be jumping out of it to the, to the ground. <laughs> You know, onto the pitch like the um, the old Red Devils do, landing on the pitch. But you know, yeah. no, it sounds sounds a great prize, that mate. It really yeah, does. it's uh, it's five pound a ticket. Uh, if you want to contact, um, if you want to get a ticket, you can contact John Blackburn or Shirley Bradshaw. Uh, John dot Blackburn at Devils dot net or Shirley Bradshaw Shirley Bradshaw forty nine at gmail dot com. Um, draw will the draw will be made on the eleventh of July at midday at the museum. Um, so it's obviously we'll be able, we'll, we'll know a winner by then, Paul, which is which is pretty good. Yeah, nice one, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. So yeah, get yourselves uh, into that draw, and hopefully you come up a winner. Uh, next bit of news: try the try the month, Paul. The club have, uh, have put a list, uh, well, a list of tries that they think are our top five tries of the month. Um, starts with well, number one's Olferts against Set Ellens, where he kind of weaves in and out. You've got Rob Louie against Set Ellens. Where he does the, the, the Blakely sidestep and goes under the posts. You got Ken Seo against Hulkingston Rovers at the Magic Weekend, where he kind of dives over in the corner. 
And the final one is uh, nine levels against Saints, where he runs 80 metres off a, an offload from um, the centre. The name escapes me. Inu. Inu, that's the one. So, uh, what do you think? What do you think's your best? Uh, um, they, they were all good tries, them. I particularly like the one where he said uh, Robert Lewis stepped like uh, Steve Blake. Yeah. That, that was a good try, that. Uh, yeah. The Old Pits one was a good one. They, I, I thought the Ken Seo one was excellent. I've, I've only just watched the game back this week. I've had a busy week or so since the Magic uh, weekend. So I watched it the other day. Um, you know, I, I fast-forwarded through the first half and then watched the second half. That was an excellent finish from Seo. The one where he sort of grips the ball and, and dives inside. It's a bit like, you know, Tommy Makinson does that and sort of finishes at St. Helens. I thought that was a great try. But, you know, the Evels one as well was a thrilling try because it was great offload from Inu. And then Evels showed some great pace there to outpace some really quick St. Helens players. That was a real thrilling try that at, 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 um, at St. Helens' ground. I can't remember the, what's the name of their ground. I can't um, Blank Tree called... Park, sorry. Thank you, Ellen. This has helped me out there with that one. Totally Wicked Stadium, is that? Have they moved that from that now? Well, yeah, it's Totally Wicked Stadium. Yeah, not Langtree. It was Langtree Park, wasn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. 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 Women are all right, always right, though, Paul. So well, as we speak, my missus is sat here with a St. Ellen sweatshirt. And so, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, we've got a secret St. Ellen supporter in our house. So we'll be speaking to her tonight. She's got a hoodie as well. <laughs> so, uh, something's gone wrong somewhere, hasn't it? <laughs> so, so, which one do you pick? What's your, what's your, what's your best one? Yeah, obviously, you now um, I'm going to go for. The, the CO one at uh, the Magic Weekend for me. I just thought it was a great finish. The way it, it's the way he grips the ball. If it's that one, you're thinking of because he scored two, didn't he? Yeah. But the one where, where he gripped the ball there and went over. I thought that was a great finish. That really, really top class winger finish. For me, um, I'm going for Louis. I think obviously the, the step uh, puts you know uh, Saints defence to ribbons. You know Blakeley-esque. Um, but yeah, fantastic try. Individual genius from from the, the star man, uh, so that'll be my vote. Uh, hopefully, we'll, uh, the club will pick a winner shortly. Uh, we'll pick a winner, I think, because I think it's a, I think it's like a poll, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, we'll all uh, pick our favourite, and the club will announce that shortly. Yeah, I think I think all those tries, though, mate. I think there's an argument to say any of them. I thought I thought they were all excellent tries. You know, we've scored some good ones recently. Haven't we? The, the tries we scored at the, uh, the Magic Week, and even though we lost the game, we spoke about this the other week, and we scored some good tries, some really thrilling tries. And I I saw a stat the other day that I wasn't aware of. Our attack, I think we've got the third best attack in Super League. I think there's only Warrington and St. Helens who scored more points than us. If if I'm you know correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that's how I read the table the other day. And, it just shows you we've been we've been scoring plenty of points and scoring some great tries this season. We've played some entertaining stuff. Yeah, I think I think it's it's very important. Obviously, you're matching the the attacking play with defence as well because we, our defence has been quite strong on it uh, so far. And obviously, we'd like to score more points. But if we're not leaking points, then you know you could don't have to score as many. No, that's it. I think we've we've mentioned it haven't we the last couple of weeks about cutting out the. The errors and and the errors that cost us against OKR and silly errors have cost us a few times this season. And we could quite easily be in the top four in the table now, couldn't we? So if we can get, if we can eradicate that, our defence is pretty good anyway. But if we can eradicate that, then it's going to be even better. Yeah, it's so much to look forward to, um, and hopefully we'll continue to to score tries and win games. Um, next bit of news: uh, Club Thirteen. I saw on the Twitter before, Paul, uh, that. There's a soon to be announced a partnership uh, between Urban Bubble and the local Black Friars regarding apartments, and Salford Devils are involved in it in two. Um, I think it's really you know quite good that 
obviously Club 13 are, are tapping into this market uh, and if we do manage to, to, to get um, you know some kind of influence on these uh, apartment blocks uh, near sort of Trinity Way um, you know gets us outside the bubble doesn't it? Certainly does mate Any, anything like that is good anything out that gets you outside the bubble gets us out there and Gets us in the community is, is, is good news, isn't it? You know, sponsorship opportunities and anything where we can get some cash flow into the, the club. Or just publicity, anything is, is, is like that is, is good news, I think. Yeah, we've got, obviously there's no sort of notes about, you know, what particular, you know, how we're going to get involved in this. Um, but you'd hope, obviously, if they've got a name the buildings, haven't they? Or they've got a, they've got a name, you know, things in the apartment block. Possibly we, we could be, you know, Sofa Devils Legends, you know, being named after you know, gardens in the apartment blocks or, you know, the apartment block itself. You never know, do you? I suppose it's all up for negotiation, I suppose, at there then, but it'd be great if we, if that kind of thing does take off, because uh, obviously, like you said, it gets us outside the bubble and people will drive past that every day, won't we? So it's, uh, Certainly will, yeah. yeah. Exciting stuff, that's exciting news. I've not heard that myself, so uh, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, five, five hours ago it, they posted it, so that's something uh, to look forward to. Um, next bit of news, uh, Thursday... Uh, Paul, uh, Thursday night rugby, amateur rugby, Langley the Reds take on Carrizade Rhinos at Oakwood Park, 7.30 kickoff, local derby, uh, will be very exciting that. Certainly will, certainly will, yeah, there's been some exciting matches recently in, in, in the amateur report, and a local derby and a midweek game as well, that's uh, what a way to sort of kickstart you an early weekend, it's uh, one to look forward to, that one definitely. Yeah, so get yourselves down there and uh, support the local uh, Amateur side because they're like the uh, the heartbeat, aren't they? If your your local amateur seems strong, then everything else grows off it. Yeah, it certainly does, mate. It certainly does, and I know, you know, it's obviously City having a bit of a tough time at the moment, aren't they? They've had a couple of couple of good wins, a couple of good results. There, they're you know doing their best at the moment. So are the other sides in in the local amateur area, and there's a lot of local sides now as well. And you know, it's great watching them progress every week, and they are the the, the grassroots is. Um, I wouldn't say he was like mega strong in, in this area at the moment. You know, like the Wigan and Lee areas and Oldham are really strong, aren't they? But you know, we, we're up there. We've, we've got the sides, and you know that's that's where it all starts, doesn't it? And if we can get good relationships with those clubs and you know filter those players coming through and keep keep tracking them at Salford, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So we'll have to uh, hopefully a big crowd down there uh, to watch these two sides. You know, put on a fantastic uh, show and a great game, and hopefully you know uh, you know there's only one team to win, can't they, Paul? They certainly, I'm not. I'm going to sit on the fence with that one because I, I cover all the teams in the amateur report, so I can't favour any of them. I, I, I like to see, I like to see them all doing well, so I'll, I'll go for a draw in that game. Then. Yeah. Uh, final bit of news, Paul. Um, we got a message, didn't we, um, from one of our listeners regarding an under ten Caddy Z Rhinos player? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, of course, can yeah. Paul, Paul Faulkner got in touch with me, coach of the um, the under tens at Cadbury's Ed Ryan. I was, um, and one of their players got suffered quite a bad injury last week in training. It might have been last Thursday, I think. Paul said um, his name's Oliver Clark, um, really good player for the under ten side, and he's had a spiral fracture to his left ankle in training. So he's quite a bad injury that Robin. I think that's going to lay lay Oliver up for for quite a while, and you know that that can knock a young lad's confidence. So. From, from our aspect in, in the podcast, we just want to wish him all the best and a speedy recovery. I'm sure he'll come back a stronger and better player for, for that, Rob, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you know, you say he was 10 years old. I mean, you know, you know getting injured is always difficult, in it, for everybody, whether you're, you know, yeah, of course you know, is, an yeah. adult. And, you know, I suppose he's, he's probably in a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, 
you know, upset dark place at the moment. But what you've got to remember is you're 10 years old and you've got your future ahead of you. And I'm sure, you know, we'll come back, like you said, stronger. Uh, and, you know, in you know, 10 years' time, he could be he could be starting in our academy. You know, who knows? Well, is it a good club there in Caddyshead? You know, they, they are really are a cracking community club, aren't they? They've got a great setup there and, you know, really good good sides at, at, at all levels, aren't they? All age group levels. And I particularly, they're one of my favourite sides to look forward to. I know I've just said I don't have a favourite on the Amazon uh-huh. report, but Caddyshead are, are close to me. I, I like to see how they're doing. You know, Chairman Bob keeps us in touch with all things that Caddyshead does when he speaks to us. But, no, I just want to wish Oliver all the best and... Uh, you know, you're very welcome to come on the podcast anytime, isn't it, Rob? And uh, we'd love to have a chat with you when you're feeling a bit better. And uh, But yeah, don't give up on your, your rugby league. You, you keep your head down and get yourself better and um, you'll come back stronger and fitter and, uh, and ready to play soon. Yeah, I, I always wish I could go back to when I was like 10, 11, 12 and play a bit more, with doing a bit more football and a bit more cricket than I did. I think it's kind of one of my regrets, that really. But that's the way the world is. If you, you know, you get the opportunity to play, then, then you play, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do. I mean, I was never really good at football or, or rugby or anything like that when I was at school. A bit, bit big and daft, me really, mate. So, so I've never been, uh, never been any good at it. But if you've got the talent and that, like it sounds like Oliver has, you've got to, uh, you've got to go for it, haven't you? And um, yeah, the, you, good luck to him. You know, just, just, just make sure you recover because it is. It's frustrating it when you get injured. I've, I was injured when we were back last year. I mean, I'm 30 odd now, so I'm not 10 years old. So it technically took me a, a, a long time to recover. But I was off work for six months with my back. You remember me at the Wigan game? I could hardly walk. Cause it was no. 2017 season. I, I suffered with that, and you know I got better though. You think at the time you're never going to get any better, and it was frustrating. I couldn't move about, and but you know you do. Yeah, I had my injections done and, and things like that, and now I'm, I'm fine. Now I'm, I'm I've not had any problems at all. So you do, at the time, you think you're never going to get any better, but you do. Time time heals it and you, you do get better. So yeah. I'm sure Oliver was going to be back fighting fit soon. Yeah, it's like when I, when I popped my calf, that was that was another one. I was off work for like... Yeah, you suffered with that, didn't you? Yeah. 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 I nearly got bloody died at one point. It was, it was to keep, you you know, was, yeah, and I was really worried about you, mate, I'll be honest. When was that? Two years ago. Was, right, was it around about the same time I did my back in? Yeah, maybe a bit. Yeah, round that, round that kind of time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You lose track of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, you know, I suppose it's one of them, it? You know, you, you, you know, you fix yourself eventually and then you, you come yeah. back stronger. Um, that's right. That's and that's right. what it's all about. It's about, you know, getting over the, the, the you know, where you are now and, and moving on and, and getting confident and getting happy again. Certainly is. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Cool. So that's all the news coming out of Soul for Red Devils uh, this week. Uh, next up on the Devil of Detail, we'll do look at Paul Whiteside's amateur report and see what our local sides are doing this week. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in Detail amateur report. We'll start off with the National Conference League this week. Rochdale Mayfield were at home on Saturday, the 1st of June, against Kells, and they had a good result as well. They won by 12 points to 8 in a really tight fixture there. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers were beaten at home 32 points to 26 against Schooler. They led by 20 points to 12 at half time, so a real exciting contest there with Schooler coming out on top. Division 3, Eastmore Dragons 10, Oldham St. Anne's 38, Waterhead Warriors 28, Lee East 34, and Wollstone Rovers 4. 
Party 6, Salford City Roosters 6. The fixtures for this Saturday, the 8th of June. It's a trip to Cumbria for Rochdale Mayfield. They're away at Egremont Rangers. Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers play the Mighton Warriors. There's an Oldham derby in Division 3 between Oldham St Anne's and Waterhead Warriors. And Salford City Roosters are at home to Millham. Well, moving on to the North West Men's League, the results from Saturday the 1st of June. Division 1, Blackbrook 42, Folly Lane 26. Division 2, Langworthy Reds 44, West Horton Lions 22. Division 4, Caddies and Rhinos 46, Chester Gladiators 6. And in Division 5, Ryland Sharks 18, Bolton Mets 30. The fixtures for this Saturday, it's Cup Action, North West Cup. It's Tato Heath Crusaders A against Oldham St Anne's A. Ulverston are at home to Folly Lane. In the North West Trophy, it's Charlie Panthers at home to West Horton Lions. In the North West Shield, Goldbourne Parkside play Higginshaw. Saddleworth Rangers A play Rochdale Cobras. Salford City Roosters A are at home to the South Ribble Rabbitohs. And Bolton Mets are at home to Blackpool Scorpions. There's one fixture in Division 1, that is Ulverston against Folly Lane. Even though I've mentioned that one fixture in Division 1 of Ulverston against Folly that could possibly be a misprint in my fixtures because I've just mentioned those two sides play each other in the North West Cup. So I'm pretty sure those two sides play each other, but I'll try and get some uh, some confirmation on that one for you anyway. Moving on to the North West Youth Leagues. The results from Sunday. Uh, the Premier Division under-18s, it was Oldham St. Anne's 36, Halton Farnworth Hornets 22. In the under-18s, Division 2, Salford City Roosters 12, Wigan St. Patrick's 50. In the under-16s, Latchford Giants 6, Saddleworth Rangers 32. That was a Premier Division clash. Under-16s, Division 2, Folly Lane had an excellent victory. They beat Portico Vine by 54 points to nil. And in Division 3 of the under-16s, it was Crossfields 42, Berry Broncos 16. There are no fixtures taking place this weekend. Well, finally this week, we'll mention the Challenge Cup as we always do on the Amateur Report, even though it's not amateur stuff, but we'll mention the Cup because it's an exciting competition. It was the quarter-finals last weekend just gone. Bradford Bulls were beaten at home 16 points to 20 against Halifax in an excellent contest there between the two championship sides. Hull FC, the biggest conundrum in Super League, after the 55 points to 2 defeat at the Magic Weekend, they turned it on its head and beat Catalan Dragons by 51 points to 8 at the KCOM Stadium. Hull Kingston Rovers went down at home to Warrington Wolves by 28 points to 22 and St Ellen's had a regulation victory over Wakefield by 48 points to 10 so the semi-finals draw St Ellen's have drawn against Halifax and Hull FC have drawn Warrington those games are going to be played at the University of Bolton Stadium double header coming up in a couple of months time in the 1895 Cup, this competition also gets you to Wembley for the lower league sides. Batley Bulldogs 38, Rochdale Hornets 18, Dewsbury Rams 44, Swinton Lions 26, Lee Centurion 62, Workington 12, Oldham 12, Doncaster 24 and York City Knights beat Newcastle Thunder by 30 points to 16. There's still a couple of midweek games to be played in that between Barrow and Bradford and Halifax and Sheffield and Widness and Featherstone Rovers. As soon as we've got those results and the draw, we'll give the draw to you. That's all I've got for you on the Amateur Report this week. Safe trip to Hull on Friday night. I shall see you there. So that was Paul Whiteside with his amateur report. Next up, we're going to look forward to the Hull FC game on Friday night. It's time for the devil of the details. So, Salford Devils travelled to Hull FC on Friday night, Paul. Important game for Salford. 
We need to get back to winning ways. Yeah, we certainly do, Rob. It's going to be a tough game. At Hull, I think it always is, but we do it at the moment. We're just sort of clinging on the coattails, aren't we, of that top five? And it's so tight, the, the league table at the moment. It really is. There's, there's nothing in between the sort of... You've got your top sort of two or three, Catalan Saints and, and Warrington and St. Helens and are quite away in front now. I think about six or eight points points clear at the top. Um, but after this, you get round to the fourth and fifth place, there's a, there's a bunch of teams there that are, that are all sort of going for those top five places. It's wide open at the moment. If for a side to put a consistent run together, you've got a real chance of finishing that, that those playoff places. So for us, it's it's about getting back on back on the arse, so to speak, now after a very disappointing result of the Magic weekend against the side below us in the table in Old Kingston Rovers. Perhaps should, we should have won that game, really. And now, this game, now, away at Hulza, it's a big game for both sides, really. A win for us, it keeps us in, in contention. A win for Hull, it just drags them a bit further away from us. But, you know, with our away form this season, we've won five games away from them all season. We've, we've got a, a good away record. Um, as of Hull, I don't think their home record is that good. It's a bit like ours. They've been pretty patchy in the home game. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to have to go there switched on, though, Rob. They've they played pretty well recently, so... Uh, with a, with a cup win that they had last weekend and you look pretty good so we've got to go there switched on I think you can't afford to go there and, and start slow because I think with that crowd behind them at home you, you start and on the back foot you're going to be chasing the game and struggling them mm, I think the thing we hope Paul very very um, sort of you know not very regular either you can kind of like blow out and cold sometimes to put in fantastic performances next week they, they're scratching around looking for, the, looking, for, looking for something to happen and you know Difficult situation that for me really because Hull FC are a top a top side aren't they in the top sort of four elite four six maybe in, in Super League and if you're in that sort of sort of um, area of the Super League you need to be consistent week in week out and if you're dropping points against teams that you should be winning that can't be a good sign. No, that's right, and I think I said it in my preview this week, and I think I mentioned it before. Hull, to me, are the biggest conundrum in Super League. They, they really are inconsistent, and they're either brilliant or they're absolutely awful. There doesn't seem to be any in between with them. They can they can win by fifty points one week and lose by fifty the next week. So they are a really strange side. And if you was Lee Radford, what would you put that down to? It must be so frustrating. Is it is it attitude? I, I don't really know. It's it's a strange one because just look at the fixtures. They, they won at Warrington. Excellent win at Warrington. In fact, I think the week before they lost at home to Catalan in the league. Then they went to Warrington, won 19-12, I think it was. Then they went to their magic weekend, got beat 50-odd-2 against Huddersfield. All credit to Huddersfield, but that's a disappointing result. Then last week they beat Catalan by 50 points in the cup. So they're up and down. It They, they do really seem it. Inside, but they, they've got some talent in that team. We look at the likes of Jake Connor and Mark Sneed, Albert Kelly, Jamie Shaw, the, the fullback, you know, Josh Griffin in there, the um, some of the forwards they've got, you know, you know Minicello playing for them. They've got some some real quality players in, in, in the squad, you know, one to thirteen. So they are they're they're a, they're a funny side. So um, like I said, you've got to be switched on when you play them. You've got to make sure you start well. And well, we played them at home this season, didn't we? And I thought. In that game at home, we, we should have won that game, really. We, we, we were the better side for large parts of it, but Josh Griffin came back to haunt us, didn't he, scoring a hat-trick in that game. So, um, so yeah, we're going to have to be switched on, Rob, no doubt about that. Yeah, I think you say, you say there's a lot of quality players. There's a lot of kind of 8 out of 10 every week kind of players. But I don't think they have any kind of like sort of 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 players for me. And, that, and that's the thing with Hull. I think when you've got like a, a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 players, 
you've got the quality there and they will make something happen when Hull they've got a lot of good players but they haven't got that sort of Jackson Aces let's say for example and you can add I think the problem with Hull is they're always trying to, they're always trying to get 8 out of 10 players because they want to stay where they are which is competing in the top sort of top sort of 4, 6 right but to go to the next level and start winning stuff like Super League and that what you need to do is you need to invest in it and get your 9 out of 10 players, 10 out of 10 players to take you to the next level. And for me, Hull haven't got them 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 players. And that's why where they mm. are now because these 8 out of 10 players need that, need to heed off that extra level. And they haven't got it. In my opinion. Well, I don't, I don't slightly disagree with that. You've got Mark Sneed though, who's won the Lance Todd Trophy twice. So he's not a bad player, is he? Um, you know, Danny Houghton, very good player. So yeah, you say that about Hastings, but you say that about Mark Sneed, right? Ex-Hull player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has his moments at Hull, right? But do you play him for, for like for England or for Great Britain against the Australians? Is he that good? Well, there's a, there's a lot of quality in the in the half-back positions, isn't there? It's always a tough a tough gig to get. I mean, anyone who's won the Lancaster Trophy. You're decent, aren't you? You played in in big matches, haven't you? In big finals, and there's no doubt about it. Matt Sneak can can guide a team round the pitch, can't he? And he's a, he's a talisman. He's a good player. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's improved, you know, tenfold since he, since he left Salford. You could see Mark had quality when he came through at Salford, and and that's something I'll never forgive Brian Noble for. He, he for me, he shipped him out on loan to Castleford, and you could see the kid had talent when he was at Salford and there's no way he should have ever been sent out on loan he should have been in our side and playing for us but for one reason or another the coach at the time decided to, to pick you know his old sort of favourites didn't he and, and that's another story for me but but no Sneed is a good player he's a, he's a quality player and you've got like Connor there as well and, and Albert Kelly I mean I, I happen to think Connor's a better player than, than Kelly he's, he's he is an England international isn't he he's playing playing for England now and I dare say he'll be playing at the end of the season Danny Alton's another quality player Danny Alton reminds me a lot of Malcolm Alka he's, he's a workhorse isn't he he's probably not first, first, first player on the international team sheet is he but he's He's, he's what you call an 8 out of 10 player as you like to refer to him and uh, he's got that quality so I think they've got probably as much quality as we've got in our team haven't they if not if not slightly more so and they're signing players up for next season as well aren't they looking heavily on recruitment and when you think back over the last sort of 10 or 15 years Hull have spent a lot of money vast amounts of money haven't they on big name players go back to likes of Craig Fitzgibbon and Jason Smith and some of the other star names that they've had Berrigan and people like you know test players and state of origin players and for the return really they've probably not returned as much success as, as, as what they should have done with the money that they've spent so uh, so no I still think they've got quality in that side Rob and on the day they can be a really good side can't they as they've, as they've proved this season but it is it's catching them catching them on an off day and uh, you know, if we, we, we take our A game we've proved it this season we've been to Warrington and absolutely flattened them we've been to Catalan and we've proved we can live with these big sides St. Helens away from we should have won so on our day we're capable of finishing in that top four. It's just bottling that consistency up. Because if we could do, I mean, my dad said it to me the other day, and I, I looked at him and I thought, what are you on about? Yeah. He, he said, you know, we could get to that grand final. I thought, well, what's he on about? Can't we? we can't get to a grand final. But when you think about it, you can. Because you've shown it. He's just having that belief and that consistency to, to do it every week. And I think we've got the players to do it. But can we be reliable and keep doing it? And that's the big question because we I don't think at the moment we can. We seem to be able to do it one week and then 
maybe three poor games and another good game. It, you, you want to do anything in Super League, you've got to be at that level more often than that, haven't you? Well, you've got to be multi to be at Hull's level. You, the majority of your squad are eight out of ten players, and you have the odd sort of nine, and, and you also like the odd one at nine to to take you to that, you know, to try and get you up to that level. Or we got a, a few seven out of ten players. You've got most of them are eight out of ten players, and then you've got one or two that are nine out of ten players. And if you have that kind of like level above in in that in that squad, it lifts everybody. And I think with Hull, yeah, we talk about Sneed, we talk about Danny, Danny Houghton. They are eight out of ten players. They're very good players, but for Hull, for me, Hull don't have a star. They don't have a Jason Smith when when you know that, that he turned Hull FC round when he was at Hull, was Hull FC. He's only there for sort of two or three years, but he was a, he was a level above everyone else. And he dragged everyone up to that level. A bit like yeah. Jackson Hastings yeah. with us comes in and he lifts everybody, and we 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 go from seven out of ten players. To eight out of ten players, and the eight out of ten players go to nine out of ten players, and that and that's the way it is. You know what I mean? For me, I think that's that's why they're struggling because they don't have a superstar that's going to take them all to the next level. But you never know. We don't know what the situation is regarding Hull's transfer recruitment policy. You know, they might come up with a, a superstar player for next season to try and get them to compete with the likes of, uh, you know, um, Castleford and I was say Wigan, but they're the better man. But you know, it's, it's things like that. I think it's just it's just little differences like that. This is why where we are, where we are, because we've got a, a good squad. I mean, it's the best squad we've had in a while, isn't it? Really, because um, the majority of them are eight out of ten players. We just need to keep investing in eight out of ten players, and and keep going, and then one day we will be hooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be right. It's interesting you say Castle. Castle are actually below Hull. I think in the table they're struggling this season, aren't they? Um, but but yeah, I get I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. And no, it's it's interesting to see their their recruitment because you know their chairman Adam Pearson. He's um, he's a he's a chairman that seems to demand results, and I think he's been increasingly frustrated by the situation that Hull have been in. They have, they've have started recruitment for next year already. Haven't they signing Josh Jones from us, and we mentioned last week they signed Adam Swift. So they are signing you know players, decent players as well as two two good players there. They'll get. Get a lot of value out of, I think. So, uh, but no, going looking forward to Friday night. For me, it's all about getting a good start there, and we've we've got guys on the, on our team, as you mentioned before, Hastings and Louis, and if they can click into gear like we did at St. Helens a couple of weeks ago, we we can be a threat. We certainly can be a threat. We can score points. It's just being consistent, not not clocking off. We've got to concentrate. You've got somewhere like Hull. You've got to concentrate for the eighty minutes. You can't knock off. You know, we did it at St. Helens, we, we conceded tries. We did it at Hanfield a few weeks ago. We knocked off and we, we conceded silly tries. And if we can cut them out of our game, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody. You know, we, we've proved that this season. We, we can. We we can get in the arm wrestle. We, we've got a decent pack there. Who can, we've got guys who can finish. We've got guys who can set tries up as well. Joey Lussick's been, been brilliant last few weeks and quite rightly deserves his, his Player of the Month award. He's, he's done really well for us. And You know, these, these guys are putting the performances in. It's just being consistent, cutting those little mistakes out. And the guys who have been letting us down, there's been certain individuals who've come up with errors and things like that. Those guys can just sharpen their games up. It's not going to be a match for anyone. Yeah, uh, Greg Johnson back in the squad after his injury layoff, Paul. Good seeing back in the team. 
Well, yeah, he's not played all season, has he? So it's it's the first time he's been in the squad, I think, this season. I mean, personally, I don't think he'll play on, on Friday night. I've got a feeling Greg might be the 18th man and Jake Bibby might come in for Darrell Alperts on the on the wing. That's just my opinion. I might be wrong, Greg Johnson might come in, but I think it'd be a bit of a risk just chucking Greg straight in when he's not played all season. I mean, he's not got any sort of match sharpness, has he? So we'll see how Watto plays that one. But um, I, I don't think you can... You can argue with the Alpert situation. I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm saying he's not injured. I presume he's, he's, he's been dropped from the side from the Anfield performance because he didn't have his, his best game. But that's what it's all about. It gives other people a chance and to, to prove and, and keeps guys on the toes, doesn't it? So I, I, I would say Jake Bibby will come in there. But I mean, I might be wrong. Greg might come straight into the side. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Paul, give us your, your score prediction. Um, give us a weather, weather report first. It's going to rain, I think. Is it's it? going to chuck it down on Friday. Yeah, um, one of my dad's old friends, Lance Jarrett, big Swinton fan, he um, texted me the other day saying that he lives in Hull, uh, around Humberside, and um, he was saying it's going to chuck it, absolutely chuck it down on <laughs> Friday. So uh, bring your bring your wellies with me. So I don't know. I went for twenty two eighteen to solve it, but if it's going to rain, it might be a bit tighter and not as many points scored, but. No, I'll stick with my original prediction of 22-18 to Salford. 22-18, um, I'm going to go for a, a famous night. Uh, like, like a couple of years ago, when they took them apart uh, at the KC. Um, I'm going to go Hull 6, Salford 38. 38-6, and... Joe Elusic will score twice. What? There you go. I'm not even, even going to uh, disagree with you there, Rob, because <laughs> I have done a few times. I've sort of scoffed to myself, and then you've been right, cause nearly right, because you were nearly right against Warrington, and I scoffed at you. So, no, I, I totally respect you there, mate. I mean, I could say Fernando's, I was that close. Oh, no, God, that was a close one. It was. <laughs> I was sweating that day. <laughs> Blowing that kick. Was it a Ken CO kick that did the post or something? You were like. Can I blow it wide? <laughs> yeah, blowing this one wide. Yeah, I'm not paying for Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, for that, like I say, you know, we go there, we go there with the right attitude. We we, we put a good performance in. You know, we we do. We've got good players in this squad, Paul, and and you know, it just needs that consistency, like you said. If they're consistent and and they follow the process and and they play, you know, at the level they know they can play at, then then we go there and win the game. You know. Yeah, and you, you're dead right. I mean, I know there's been a lot. We've not spoke about us two on the podcast ever about. I mean, if you'd read the League Express this week, it was sort of all doom and gloom. Wasn't it? You had this player going there. There's about four or five stories in there. Players leaving Salford and going elsewhere next season. And the way I look at, it, I think I mentioned it to somebody who I spoke to this week. There's a there's a hell of a lot of, of 2019 to go yet. I mean, 2020 is next year, and there's so much rugby league to be played for this season. And that group of players that Ian Watson's got can achieve so much this season in the Super League. They've proved it, and they're right in the hunt. They really are right in the hunt this season. The top five is wide open. Like I said before, the top two, yeah, you're probably going to have Warrington and St. Helens in there because of the quality they've got, and probably Catalan as well in that top three. But your four and five places, they're up for grabs. Wakefield are really struggling at the moment, aren't they? Their form seems to have really slumped. Castleford Tigers aren't doing so well. You've got Hull who are up and down every week. So there's a real opportunity if you can put a run together. And we've got this whole game now, and then we've got two home games back-to-back against Castleford and Wakefield. No disrespect to them, they're very tough sides, but they're at home, and you've got an opportunity to, to... to put some results together now. 
So um, that's the way I'd be looking if I was Watto. I'd be saying to players, forget where you're going next season. Forget what's happening in 2020. Let's repay the supporters who put faith in you this season. They've done the squad build. They've got behind you. Let's let's repay these guys and have a really, really good season now because it's there for us. It really is there for us, I think. Yeah. And those, the reason we didn't talk about it is we don't do Zoom, do we? No, we don't. But but they're there for all to see. You don't need me to tell. To, you don't need us to tell. us. people have seen them at League Express, haven't they? And they've been online, and you know, I mean, we can talk about the Jake Bibby one because that's even in the League Express of saying they've signed. Nothing's been announced, but Wigan have, have, have said in the League Express that it's a done deal. So that's that's them saying it. So yeah. I mean, we can't say it until it's been done. But people are going to be talking about it because it's there in the press. So, um, but. Like I said, you've got to think of the here and now, haven't you? That's next year. It's sort of six months away, isn't it? It's a long time away, so there's still a hell of a lot of rugby to be played this season. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic few months, hopefully full of Salford Red Devils wins and watching us climb up the table into a possible playoff spot. I think so, mate. I think it's there for the, the taking for us, definitely. But we've just got to just got to keep going now, haven't we, and, uh, and see what we can come up with. Keep, keep, uh, keep a fit squad and uh, who knows where we can go. Yeah. So that's uh, this week's uh, Devil in the Detail done, Paul. Short one, but a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, it'll be better next week when we've got the uh, the whole victory, hopefully, to uh, to <laughs> review as well, won't it? So, yeah, looking forward to Friday night and a trip up there and safe journey to all the, uh, all the listeners. Yeah, big thanks for tuning to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been my Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.